What's up, witches? Welcome to another episode at the Corporate Coven, a podcast for witches at work. In this episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing and having a conversation with Amara Luciano. And I'll read Amara's bio, but first, I just want to mention that if you're releasing to this episode as soon as it's released, you're listening to it on the new moon in Capricorn. Now, I talked about this in a previous newsletter that I sent out to the Corporate Coven about how I'm seeing a lot of this rhetoric and language that winter is not the time for goal setting. Winter is not the time to do anything other than hibernate and to stay in these comfy, cozy places, not moving, but rather, you know, restoring and and healing or just like staying inwards. And I already got on my Instagram stories and kind of talked about how, yeah, winter is definitely a time to stay inside. Although for me, I'm a snow person. I like going out and doing activities in the snow and I don't mind going out and driving in the snow and like, you know, working through that environment. But I hear that this is a time where a lot of us feel more comfy cozy. Even as we speak right now, it is definitely not morning anymore. And it's not close enough to bedtime that it would make sense for me to still be in my pajamas. But I am. I am wearing a super comfortable cardigan. I'm sitting in my room from the comfort of my bed. It's actually snowing right now um, as I'm recording this. And so there is this inward type experience. This does feel like a good time to sit in with all of your resources, to use those resources that provide you comfort and give you life through environments or seasons of scarcity. But Capricorn is a cardinal sign team. Like you've heard me talk about this before on the podcast. I've talked a lot about Capricorn as well as the cardinal uh, modalities and the zodiac signs that are cardinal, those being Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. These signs come in to initiate the season. They come in to begin new cycles, to begin new projects. And we are in peak Capricorn season right now. And this episode is being released on the new moon in Capricorn. And I firmly believe that anytime you feel like beginning something new is a good time to do it. But you might notice that it looks different in the winter than it might in the spring in Aries season. Beginning things in the winter might be a little bit more slow to start. Aries is rash and spontaneous, reactive, and moves forward with a bold and brash confidence of a novice, not knowing what they're about to experience and not fearing that failure. Capricorn is methodical. Capricorn is disciplined. Capricorn is future-oriented. Aries energy is deciding suddenly that you want to go on a hike. So you hop in your car and you drive to the closest location and in whatever you're wearing with whatever supplies you have, you set off. Capricorn is planning a long extended backpacking trip where you spend weeks, if not months, preparing for the journey, making sure that you have the best supplies food rations, emergency preparedness, that you're familiar with the landscape, you've checked the weather, you're prepared for whatever might come your way. And so in Capricorn season, when it's time to set goals or set intentions, such as New Year's or a new moon, the new moon in Capricorn just asks you to approach this intention setting and this manifestation in a different way. And so I'm super pleased to be bringing you this episode and releasing it on the new moon in Capricorn, because in this episode, my guest Amara embodies the light and the life and the energy of that vibrancy that can come when we're trying to manifest, when we're trying to like build a life of our dreams. 
But if you're feeling this fear, if you're feeling this limitation, which often comes in with Saturnian themes, right? Um, maybe this isn't a good time. You know, maybe I'm reading things from online influencers, or maybe I'm feeling things right now that like, you know, maybe this is just isn't a good time for me. It's not a good time to set this goal. It's not a good time to leave this job. It's not a good time to launch this business. It's not a good time to dream, to be bold, to be confident. It's not a good time. If you're feeling that way, then this episode is for you. So let me quickly read Amara's bio. Amara is an Amazon best-selling author, writer, sought-after personal transformation specialist, and entrepreneur on a mission to add love to the world. A former online talk show host, France Living Au Pair, and influencer marketing strategist, she's lived a million and one lives in the last decade and is excited to live one million more. Her work is about becoming the most authentically unfuckwithable version of you without sacrificing softness, support, and reciprocity as you grow your success. When she's not actively being a powerhouse, she's buying way too much jewelry without an ounce of shame, curling up with a romance novel, and researching tiny home projects with the intention of renovating a short bus and hitting the open road. I mean, come on, team. Just this conversation with Amara, I remember when we were having it initially and recording this because we recorded this conversation back in 2023. I felt so renewed at the end of this conversation when she says personal transformation specialist, even just having this conversation with Amara left me feeling optimistic, hopeful, looking forward and feeling more like empowered to go out and claim that which I personally desire without fear of other people's perspectives, opinions, or beliefs about me and what I should or should not be doing, what I do or do not deserve, what I can and cannot have. And I think this is the perfect time for you to listen to this conversation because it's that time of year where we want to think about, you know, what do we want to accomplish in the next year? What do we really need in this next cycle, you know, in this next 365 day cycle. And if you want to move forward with confidence, if you want to move forward feeling empowered, then this again is the episode for you. In this episode, I speak briefly to it and I have it in the show notes, but you're definitely going to want to hear more from Amara and she has a ton of amazing content for you. You can connect with Amara on Instagram and I have her handle in the show notes of this episode. You can also read her essays at amaraluciano.com, also in the show notes, and you can listen to her podcast, Honestly Limitless. There is so much richness to this individual, and whether you are ready to set clearly defined SMART goals, or if you're just looking for something to spark that exciting initiating opportunity when it comes to creating the life of our dreams, then you're going to love what we talk about. And for anyone who's super into cult classics, if you also love Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, you're going to be really excited about where this conversation takes us. So enough of me chatting with you. Let's get into the episode and hear more about creating bliss with Amara. All right, we are live. Amara, welcome to the Corporate Coven podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited for this conversation. Oh, I would just about got ahead of myself. Let me let you quickly introduce yourself to the corporate coven. I'm just so eager to start talking about your work and your podcast, but let me slow down. Go ahead and will you introduce yourself to the corporate coven listeners? Sure. <laughs> My name is Amara Luciano. I introduced myself at the moment as a mogul on the rise. And what that really means to me, I'm going to tell you a little story so we yes. can we can make this sink in. So I heard the term mogul in the making from Elaine Weltroth, and she is an incredible creator and multi-hyphenate creator. And she was selling her masterclass on masterclass, you know, those masterclass ads. Uh-huh. 
And she was talking about how she thinks that multi-hyphenate creatives are essentially moguls, people who are going to do incredible things in multiple industries. And I really resonated with that. But at the same time, there were pieces of that. I've been in this space where I've done a lot of things creatively. I mean, it's one of the things that you spoke to me about. I've done a lot of things creatively, a lot of things professionally. I have a very checkered and wild (laughs) resume and entrepreneurial journey also. And throughout it, I've experienced a lot of things. I've experienced burnout. I've experienced wanting to ghost my own life. I've Mm -hmm. changed gears so many times. I've had difficulties trying to be who I really was in different spaces. Like I've dealt with all of those obstacles. And so hearing the word mogul at the same time, while it resonated, there was a lot of, um, what's the word resistance to it as well. Because there's a lot that I attributed as like sacrifice, you know, like if I become this big thing or am in all of these sandboxes, I'm going to lose out on my quality of life. I'm going to lose out on the people that I care about. I'm going to lose, eventually I'm going to want to burn things down. I'm going to get bored. So there's a lot to that. And so then I came up with my rise framework and I started to switch gears in coaching because it's one of the things that I offer is empowerment coaching. And I started see this other side of what it means to be a mogul and I came up with the I kind of edited her phrase it's like instead of mogul in the making it's mogul on the rise and that's how I introduce it so what I do right now is I mainly I'm focusing in two different camps I'm writing fiction novels and I'm offering empowerment coaching yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm bummed out listeners can't see my reaction (laughs) to that um Wow. Okay. So there's like a lot to unpack there. I like, I'm super excited now. I like want to like completely derail and start asking you all about like the fiction writing, but go wherever you want to go. (laughs) Let me back up though, because one thing that I was so excited about is that you exude this like charisma and this confidence in what you do. And you host a podcast as well. Yes. Honestly, limitless. Yes. I listened to a few episodes and I prioritized listening to ones that I felt like my audience members would also really love. And for everyone mm-hmm. listening, I'm going to link some of my favorite episodes from your podcast you. um, in the show notes. But I was like, I was just so, I'm going to say like turned on by the way that you yes. taught and by the way that you speak and by the way that, so I'm not surprised at all that you are writing as well. You have such like mm-hmm. a, a cool and like creative way of teaching and expressing. Thank you. Um, and I was like so excited to get you on because that's what it's all about. It's all about like mm-hmm. claiming power back and moving forward with confidence. Mm-hmm. And something that I was really excited to talk with you about as well is that you have had a really interesting career journey. Yes. So I checked out like your, your Insta and your website and stuff like that. And you've had quite an interesting career path. And I'd love for you to yeah. share some of that because from what I found working with clients anyways, there's this fear of like, changing industries. There's this fear of going and doing something else of dipping your toes into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about like, how did you get to where you are now? Um, how Mm. do you create this, like this life that you have and being this mogul on the rise? It's such an interesting path for sure. And I know looking from the outside, you're like, what the hell is this girl doing? (laughs) There's a lot of like, I get it's, it's kind of like the gamut of reactions. It's like, it's either that it's like, what is she doing? Or like, what is she doing? Which I'm cool with either. I think what has been in hindsight, what I realized my decisions, like the power of my decisions and the, Mm. the, um, the benefit of having gone this crazy trajectory is I see myself in different points of that journey. I see myself being authentically myself each time in every iteration. And I think that's the most important thing. Like I know what it feels like to feel that feeling of there's something more out there for me, but I don't know what it is. Or I know that feeling of there's something that I'm suppressing And Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be good and I'm trying to be a team player and I'm trying to make ends meet and I want people to be proud of me. Like I've been on that end of things as well. And I think the most important thing that I've realized is if I'm not expressing whatever needs to be expressed in the current moment, I'm going to feel this sense of um, it's going to get worse. It's going to get bigger. This feeling of like, I'm not being me in my own life. I don't want to <laughs> live this life anymore. Yes. And I think it's interesting that you point out too that, you know, 
going from all of these different places, I think a lot of guilt comes up for people, people who I've spoken to clients I've spoken to who want to change gears. I've had clients who have been in the corporate world. I myself have been in the corporate world and there's a lot of guilt associated with letting go. Yeah. You know, and, and moving on and moving forward onto a different path or taking on a different role or just completely stepping outside of their industry. I built so much here. I've worked so hard and I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. And I think what I could say to that and speak to as far as the people listening right now is it's never that you're letting it go. It's never disappearing you use it to build into the next thing. Everything kind of funnels into whatever you're doing next. It's kind of, it becomes this natural progression. The only reason it becomes unnatural is because you started to pull back from it. And then now things are getting crazy. Yes. <laughs> now, things are, now different parts of your life are exploding. It's not just professionally, it's personally, things are happening. Like it's all of this stuff that comes up because you're holding something in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so For me, what I realized is there's nothing wrong with letting go. It's not a sacrifice or it's not something that you're going to lose forever. And it's not that that time in your life isn't important or the work that you've put in doesn't matter. Those connections matter. The things that you learned matter. The wisdom you gained matter. The skills that you've built over time matter. I mean, I've been from, I've done everything in entrepreneurial, like, in the entrepreneurial world, I've done everything from on influencer marketing, being an influencer. I've been in the blogging space. I've been in the coaching space. I've done that. And then I've been in corporate positions. I've worked for lawyers. I've worked for, I mean, I've worked for everybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> and right now I'm in this space of offering coaching and writing fiction, but all of those skills that I have, all of that wisdom, and honestly, those connections as well have built into how I'm building this and it's helping support that it's creating this really compelling foundation for me to you know grow and expand even more so that's kind of it I, I've been everywhere I've done everything and I'm still doing everything I don't know everything I have not actually been in every single field or every single yeah. industry but I have to be true to what's interesting to me in the moment and what's coming through for me in the moment if I'm not I'm going to be depressed absolutely <laughs> no other way for me to say that Yes. Oh man. You said so many things that I want to call out. Number one is like, you talked about like the power of your decisions. Yes. And I think that is so key is realizing that you do have like decisions in your career. And so many people feel trapped and talking about like needing to be authentic. I do primarily like career astrology readings. Right. And I can't tell you like Mm -hmm. how many of my clients come to me because they want to make a move. They want to make a shift but they don't feel like they can make that choice until they're given like divine or cosmic permission. There's also this fear that they'll meet with me and I'll tell them like, Oh no, you've been doing this job all this while. You were supposed to be something totally different. You've messed it up. You did something wrong. You made that, you know, and it's never that it's never that. And so I love also so much that you talked about how your career is built over everything that you do. Yes. It's every job that you have. Everything is ultimately working towards this one comprehensive career that oftentimes we won't know what that looks like until Mm -hmm. basically exiting the workforce at that point, right? Yes. So this kind of takes me to one of your podcast episodes that I listened to. You had this really interesting take on purpose. Mm. And this is one thing I want to talk about because with my clients coming in, a lot of the times we're talking about what, like, where is the purpose in the chart? Like, what is your purpose? Because mm. sometimes it feels like that's what I have to know to feel okay to change. I'm not allowed to change jobs, change industries until I feel like I'm moving towards my purpose. Mm. And I want, I want to invite you to talk a little bit more about your perspective on purpose. Yeah. Because I think it will really help. I think it will really help a lot of people listening and especially anyone who goes to a practitioner or someone expecting them to tell you what your purpose is? I love that question. And I purpose is actually something that has been something I've been contemplating for a long time. And there's this incredible woman that I follow. She's also a writer. She's an entrepreneur, has been doing it for a really long time, who kind of 
help me create my own definition of purpose. Yeah. I want to say too, it's, I want to mention, because you, you mentioned how there's this sense of like, I need purpose in order to make that transition and in order to transform, that's my permission slip. Uh-huh. And I want to comment on that also in that I think it's interesting because it's almost like they need this big enough weighty thing in order to kind of present to people who might be impacted by their decisions or other aspects of their life. Like I, I changed because of this, like this, this big thing, and that will somehow make it okay. Mm -hmm. You know, people will accept it whether it's professionally or personally or whatever. And there's never going to be anything big enough to convince people to be okay with something they don't think is going to be okay for you or is it a good move for you to make? Oh my God, like louder for the people in the back. (laughs) There's never going to be anything big enough to convince them. No, there's not. There's this feeling of like, I have to control other people's reactions. I have to control how I'm perceived. All of these big, big things that are completely outside of you. And that's something that I experienced a lot throughout my journey. I mean, I can't tell you how much and how often, even to this day, like my own mother begs me to be in a nine to five because Mm -hmm. that is her idea of structure and it's going to be safety and security. And it doesn't work for me to do that. Or it, it, it does for a little bit because it makes sense at the time. And then I switched gears and I've been in that position of like, no, but look, I'm doing this and look at the impact I'm making on my clients and look at this and that as almost like giving case studies or like reasons why it's working. And it's yeah. like, if that is their core belief or if that's their view on things, their perspective, their outlook, all of that cha- trying to change and convince is just burning you out and draining you in the end. Mm-hmm. So to the point of purpose and what you were mentioning as far as purpose. So I said that there was this, there's this writer and this entrepreneur who I absolutely love and been following since I was like 19 years old. She's been writing for a really long time. Her name is Alexandra Franzen. And she was talking about purpose in one of her many blog posts over the years. And it has stuck with me. And I've kind of played with that definition and that perspective that she had, where she says that purpose isn't necessarily something that you it's like a one and done thing it's your you know eternal mission statement it's not it's a project uh it's a project that you decide how long you're dedicating yourself to and what it's going to take in order to complete or accomplish that thing it's almost like it's almost like a, a a plan of some kind or a goal if that makes sense that eventually will be fulfilled and then you move on to another one and another one and another one so sometimes your purpose is going to last all of you know five months and then there are purpose projects that I call it I call it purpose projects there are some purpose projects that are going to take five years and it's up to you to decide what that looks like what the time frame is going to be how much you're going to pour into um pour into it and what your metrics for success are you know A purpose project for me right now is writing a book that I'm completely obsessed with. That is, that is my purpose project of the moment or one of them. And I tend to stick to like one or two, but you can have one or two and you can have multiple over your entire life. There is nothing wrong with that because if you think about it, yes, you can choose something that is big and huge and massive and takes you your entire lifetime. But a lot of us struggle with that. It's just like when you're trying to lose weight or you're trying, there's, it's this big, almost nebulous, unknown thing that you don't know how you're going to complete until you break it down and break it down and break it down. And maybe yes, at the end of your life, you're going to look back in hindsight and see all of these little projects fall under the umbrella of something bigger. Yeah, that could be, you know, like who you came here to be. You're big on astrology, right? Like yeah. whoever you came here to be, I'm a Leo sun, you know, like whoever yeah. you came here to be, <laughs> that's going to shine through. And those themes are still going to be present yeah. throughout all of it. But if you, st- I, I, I found myself in that place also of trying to search for why I'm here, yeah. that big why, why am I here? What am I here to do? And there's a lot of different modalities and there's a lot of different practices that can kind of help you gain clarity astrology is one of them I'm big into Mm -hmm. human design so I know a little bit of astrology through that but in human design you have your sun sign and your sun sign is supposed to be like 70% of who you came here to be and who Uh you came to shine as so it's one avenue that you can explore but it's really all of it if you look it's not just one placement or one thing it's the whole story that you came here to tell right 
So if you try to put it into like words or one big thing, I think you're going to constantly find yourself in this like analysis paralysis or kind of hesitate and not move. It's an excuse almost. It becomes an excuse or a defense mechanism not to take a chance and not to take a risk, not to leap. And yes. that is the thing that you're going to suffer from, you know, more yes. than that, but it didn't move. Well, and I was thinking, going back to the idea of like the power of like your decisions and your choices, right? Like sometimes I feel like when you are stuck in that analysis paralysis, you're having mm-hmm. such a difficult time making a decision about something. Yes. And, and I'm a big fan of all of the modalities. Like I, I only know like yeah. a very, very tiny bit about human design, but there's, like you said, there's tons of them. There's astrology and the Enneagram and yes. like, there's so many but ultimately those are not tools that are like, I feel like people use them to make decisions for them. Yes. Like, I'm doing this yeah. because the astrology told me so, or because yep. my human design told me so mm-hmm. that's not what it's intended to be used for. And so it's not actually going to help enable you to make a decision. You have to recognize that it's ultimately your choice. And yeah. I like, I'm, this is again why I was like so excited for you to talk about your perspective on purpose, because so often again, from my experience working with clients, but also, you know, I'm, I'm on social media. I read what other people are posting and, and not in a shade yeah. way, but yeah. just that there isn't one clear definitive thing that anyone is meant to be doing in this world. That's Some why people... you see so many people burning down businesses, you know, after yes. one, two, three, four, five years, because they thought that this was going to be their whole entire life. And then they woke up and they changed and they became a new version of themselves or found something else to express. And it's yes. like, there's no place for it in this brand or in this box. Well, that's the whole thing. It wasn't meant to be your whole life. Yes. And you need to be able to evolve and mm-hmm. to grow. That's ultimately like, and you know, I work in human resources as my day job. And so we talk a lot about the employee experience and, you know, one of the challenging things is working in corporate is that you do get employees that are not there because they're loving corporate life and that's all they ever wanted to do when they grew up, right? was like, look at spreadsheets all day. Um, yeah. So they feel stuck. And that's one thing that we've found consistently will help employees feel engaged is that they feel challenged and that they mm-hmm. have opportunities to grow. That's mm-hmm. ultimately what we desire more than anything else is the freedom to make choices that allow us to evolve. And yes. so you would never look at your personality as a six-year-old and expect you to stay that way forever. So why would you have the concept of purpose? Yes. Let it change, let it breathe, let it grow, let it die and start something new. And it's okay. I think also if your job isn't your purpose right now, I've worked jobs that weren't my purpose, you know, it's hard for the course after a point, like you, not every, I think there's this misconception that your passions always have to be the uh, monetizable thing or the Uh thing that gets you from point A to point B. Sometimes your passions, yes, while they will grow into something that's monetizable, sometimes your passions and the things that you do that maybe it's a job or whatever, it all kind of creates the story of right now, wherever you are in the current moment, it's all part of it. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if some of it isn't like, you know, making your heart race or you're you're soaring into the clouds every five seconds and I also think too that there's something to be said about recognizing opportunity you know that was something I played with a lot when in my in my corporate job that I actually got laid off of in July funnily enough Mm. there was a point in which I hit like a snag where I started to feel resentful and kind of like oh I I don't want to be here I want to do something else or whatever and I said to myself why not what opportunities am I missing? You know, and this is something mm. funnily enough that my manager, I used to hate that she would say this in the context of our job where she would be like, where's your opportunity? That was her favorite thing to say to me. Where's your opportunity? And I used to hate her. Like it became a running thing. I worked with my best friend as well. We were in the same office. Yeah. And we would joke about it constantly like, oh my God, if she says that one more time. But funnily enough, I it, it transferred over into right now because I'm looking for the opportunities more and more. And at that point, there were so many opportunities for me to one, understand and implement boundaries in a way that I don't think I ever have. Like I, I was never one to be someone who would just be quiet and take and take it. Yeah. But I really started to understand the difference between implementing a boundary and mouthing off because you were pissed off. You know, those are two different things or, you know, feeling like you have to confront someone or whatever versus a boundary. A boundary is not that at all. A boundary is 
what you are going to do. So for example, if my manager failed to give me something like an evaluation, <laughs> which happened, you know, there, there's ways to handle that that don't require you to like lose your cool every five seconds or get bitter or resentful towards the people that you're working with or the people who are quote unquote above you in, uh. in your job. And that was an opportunity for me because it, it, it allowed me to become stronger and more resilient even outside of that. I became much better at communicating my needs and asking for what I needed, which I think a lot of us don't do. We just take it and take it and take it and then fight about it when it goes wrong. Yeah. But did you ever ask for what you needed in the first place? How is the other person supposed to know? Yes. And that's because, well... I'm not going to say this is the case like all the time yeah. from my perspective. Like that's because a lot of people don't recognize that they have more power in the situation mm -hmm. than they realize. So let's yes. actually transition and talk about empowerment coaching. Um, okay. Tell me more about that. How did you get into it? What do you love about the work that you do with clients? And maybe mm -hmm. we can start talking about some of your like rise framework as well. Cool. 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 So I would say that I realized that what I do as far as coaching goes, it falls under the umbrella of empowerment specifically because it was the piece that resonated the most with clients that I had previously. So I've been yeah. writing fiction for a really long time. Um, I used so to coach cool, authors. So cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you have me anytime, babe. I love that. <laughs> I used to uh, coach writers and help authors become, so it used to be, I, I helped aspiring writers. I used to help indie authors and then I used to help authors who were in traditional publishing you know working with the big publishing companies uh -huh. whether it was negotiate better deals or get better accommodations or I mean I used to just kind of have my hands in all the pots in that way and it wasn't so much ever about the writing or the problem or the whatever it was usually a a question of confidence or authenticity that was kind of missing yeah. and confidence is not this like fake it till you make it thing it's yes. this trust and faith in yourself that you build over time and you have to again back to recognizing opportunities you have to see that you have to actually see what you're doing right and tell yourself you're doing things right more often than you do you're actually really never ever doing anything wrong I think that ties back to the purpose project aspect of this whole conversation too it's like any decision you make, anything that you decide to devote your time to is not a waste of time and it's not a mistake. It all means something if you make it mean something. Mm -hmm. What do you want it to mean? So what I realized when I was working with these clients, when they would struggle to show up and share about themselves or create author platforms or share their writing or, you know, enter into negotiations or discuss their needs or whatever it was, it was usually a case of, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say what I want to say in a way that's going to make the other person not reject me, or <laughs> I don't know how I want to, it was always to avoid rejection. It was yes. always to avoid abandonment. It was always to avoid the negative emotional confrontation that they assumed would be on the other side of it. And it forced them into this shell and made them want to kind of hold back who they were. And it still persists. Like it's family, it's friends. There inevitably always comes a point in their story where they experience this and they're like something's missing well because you've quieted down you've locked down you've locked a part away or you decided not to express something that mm -hmm. needed to be expressed in the moment maybe that opportunity is gone now but what are your opportunities now you know yeah so I realized I don't necessarily want to be coaching authors on how to build social media platforms or write their books or whatever I want to get to that piece which resonated with them the most where it's like I feel brave enough to take risks. I know that I can land on my feet. I know that I can do this. I'm just going to do that. I'm going to make that decision. I'm going to take that leap. I'm going to put that thing out there, whatever it is. I'm going to have the really great relationships too. I'm not going to lose people or feel mm -hmm. like I have to sacrifice the people that I've grown up with or whatever. Like there is no lose, lose situation, yeah. but I wanted to cultivate a space containers where I felt like people could authentically be themselves and then watch the ripple of the ripple effect of that and be accountable for that like that is the magic it's you being more you every single chance you get and there's a lot of chances people do not realize it's not just the next big career move and it's not just you know the next monetary opportunity it's like that conversation that you have with your brother or your mother or your friend who's crossing the line it's you going outside and wearing what you want to wear. It's everything. Yes. Like it's, it's built into every little aspect of your life. And so I was like, this is where I want to be. This is at the intersection of this. Yes. <laughs> More than anything else. 
And so I came up with the My Rise framework to kind of em encompass all of that. And also at the same time, make sure that we're preserving reciprocity and generosity. Like we're still mm -hmm. keeping those things and we're still expecting those things the more that we're ourselves. I think there's this like, I, I know I used to be loud and proud about being a black sheep, you know, and I, I'm misunderstood and, you know, nothing, I have to be the one that always, you know, does the crazy thing, but I'm never supported or whatever yeah. it is. There was always yeah. a story of kind. And I realized that doesn't actually make me happy. <laughs> what makes me happy is doing what I want to do and being 100% me, but still feeling loved <laughs> and yes. feeling like I'm wanted and feeling like I'm happy and feeling like I'm free to have those things and still do and be whatever I want to be in the moment. In human design, I have an undefined G-Center. So I'm constantly, that's why I have so many different <laughs> careers because I'm constantly expressing something new, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there has to be a downside to that also. I yes. get to show people through my authentic expression of whatever is coming through in the moment, how to accept themselves <laughs> more and more and more. You yeah. know, by accepting myself, they see how to accept themselves and they see that what's possible for them. And I think every single person has the opportunity to do that for the people around them. Even if it feels like they don't understand, you would be surprised as to like the impact that you have, not just like in the online space, but literally offline, whether it's in your career, in your cubicle, in your yeah. office everywhere and I just I wish people knew that more like I wish people knew how powerful it was to really be themselves and still be this like empathetic compassionate connected loved whole person yes know? no absolutely and I was thinking like I, I feel like everyone listening like I know for me I started thinking about like oh I know people who I saw being like so unapologetically them and so authentic and it inspired me to be more of that. And so it's it's funny because I feel like we can all think about someone in our life who embodies that, but mm -hmm. we don't see that as easily in ourselves that, like you said, like we have that potential, we can be that as well. And we don't need to be given permission to do that. And there doesn't need to be some big justification yes. to have other people like agree with that. It's like, mm -hmm. just because you want to do it, it's enough just because you like it. It's enough just because yes. it brings you joy. Like it's enough. I got so excited. I knocked over I my camera. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so this is again, where like, I love bringing people onto the episode because like, I have like goosebumps right now. I also just got done with like a really long day at my corporate job. So I'm feeling like mm -hmm. so renewed and like reinvigorated right now as well. But that's like that really what it's all about is helping people recognize that like who you are is exactly who you need to be. And you're allowed to change and you're allowed to yeah. evolve and you're allowed to chase whatever feels authentic to you when it feels authentic to you. Also, can I just say that like your Leo son is just like <laughs> so much. And I do want to take a moment and talk about your chart. If that's okay. I ask all of my guests sure. to share big three with me. Um, yeah. I'll let you do it. Do you want to share your sun, moon, rising? Yes. So my son is Leo moon and rising are Libra. Yes. Moon in the first house and yeah. writing, <laughs> authoring. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> do you have like a favorite part of your chart or do you have a placement that you're like, I love this about me. Like, I'm so grateful I have this. So I actually, I know, I don't know if this is going to sound basic or not, but I genuinely love that my sun sign is that I'm a Leo. Yeah. I don't know. I think some people when they find out, you know, what their kind of archetype is in yeah. astrology, they're like, eh, but that doesn't make sense. And I think for me personally, it makes a lot of sense. And also that tempering with the Libra from what I understand Libra yeah. to be, I can see both of those things play out, but there's just something, I don't know, magic, <laughs> funnily enough, it, there's something magical, but my favorite movie, and it's one of my first like earliest memories is this movie called Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Noir. Oh my God. Okay, I remember now. Listen, listen, listen. That is one of my top five, potentially top three favorite movies of all time. And Stop. you're the first person I've ever met who knew what the hell it was. 
I have not listened. <laughs> we are kindred spirits because that's been me my whole life. I talk to people, they're like, what the hell? Or it is such a gem and I'm so happy we're talking about this because honestly more people need to watch it I think the world would be a better place if they watched it yes and I've always felt like that movie was kind of like my signature in the world there's uh the salt and pepper song that sings in the beginning body beautiful which I feel like if I ever went on a talk show that would be my song that they play but funnily enough uh, I think it's Colin Bedell he's an astrologer also uh-huh I love Colin. And- I met him one time he's fantastic oh, like he's so like listen yes. so cool and um he did a video on this on Tu Wang Fu and at the end he was saying that he was watching he's like tell me astrology is not real because one of the girls in in the diner space and all of that they have a t-shirt that says Leo in giant letters and he's like tell me astrology is not real because this movie is like the Leo anthem and that's kind of how I feel about it that's how I feel about my son sign that's how I feel about being a Leo it's just like I feel like I, I associate that movie immediately and I think that whole movie is kind of like my anthem and I, I am a Leo like I feel like yes. 100% that's what people see or what I want them to see is just kind of like this bold expression of self and being this you know just fabulous person unapologetically I'm not ever gonna get over this I'm so happy, I'm so happy right now <laughs> I'm, I'm so I'm so stunned that someone else knows what I'm talking That's about. what I'm saying. I have a t-shirt of um, all the queens in the car. No. Driving, and no one ever gets it. No one recognizes it. Like, I'm going to have to search for one and buy one because I didn't even know they made t-shirts. I thought that's how obscure the movie was. <laughs> no right. one's making memorabilia of any kind. I know. I think my sister got it for me and she would be the one to find it. You know what I mean? It's like a cult <laughs> classic, but everyone also gonna link that in the show notes everyone like you need to go, go watch, watch Tu Wong Fu before you do anything else with your yes please please do it's amazing it's I actually so just sat down my like my entire family and made this week. I was like it was two months ago I think we sat down and we watched it from front to end and I was like this it still slaps it still still hates it's gonna <laughs> forever I'm similar I um I couldn't with my partner before we got married I was like you have to watch this <laughs> Before we move forward, in our I'm making that I'm making that a requirement. <laughs> it was 100 percent one of my like, we will not move forward if you like. I have to appreciate your reaction to this before anything else happens. But it is. It's that. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to the movie, and I won't spoil like the plot for anyone. But like, there is a huge theme about self acceptance, self empowerment, mm-hmm. and really owning and seeing your value, yes. and not. Yes letting that fear of rejection or even like you know for some people it's not even the fear like it's a reality like and this is a reality yep that I talk a lot about um like you know with like the corporate coven of like being like open as a witch especially for me I'm in like a very conservative state there's one very dominant religion Mm -hmm. that I'm outside of and so Mm -hmm. it feels really vulnerable to even have that one piece of me which is actually a really massive part of who I am yeah. Be able to talk about it because not only is there a fear of retaliation or discrimination or rejection, but sometimes it happens. It's not just the fear of it. It's the reality of it. Yeah. And being able to overcome that. I mean, this is one of the things I love about like Leo and the sun is that it doesn't, it rises the next morning regardless. Oh, I love that. I'm going to take you know? that. Yes. Beautiful. So she was like the rise framework, right? Like it's about yes. to like withstand and overcome and still like get up every morning yes. still shining and doing yes yes and it's beautiful that you said that too because there's a lot of connotation that comes from rise as a word like I'm brown I'm queer right so there's yeah. a lot that comes attached to that without even trying um there's a lot of context within that and you're talking about the dominant culture there are very real consequences to not having aspects of yourself or your expression or who you are in the moment or will be forever being rejected there are real consequences to that and there are for sure moments where I mean it could be it could be as far as like your livelihood or where you live that can be completely affected and at the same time I think that there is so much hope and so much resiliency in still doing it anyway and still getting up anyway and there's so much yes 
there's so much beauty as well. Like, I don't know. I think it's the step that we have to take because the other option is a soul suicide or like a soul death, you know, yeah. like we'll never feel 100% content in your own skin. And I, I like that, if anything, like I get a little tear at that would break my heart more than anything else. I, yes. I wrote a post not too long ago on social media talking about how the shame is theirs, not mine. And I think back to like all of the times where I have been held back from doing or being who I want to be or doing what I want to do. Um, whether it came from a well-intentioned place of like, I want to protect you and, you know, there's real risk and hardship when things go wrong and awry. And then I've been held back from the place of I'm jealous or envious, or I am upset or whatever. Like it's more to punish or to humiliate. I've been on the receiving end and nothing, even that, you know, of being held back by other people in painful ways, even that was less than the pain of holding myself back and knowing I was Mm -hmm. doing that knowing I was the reason or I was the one standing in my own way more than anything because I don't have to I didn't have to listen I didn't have to comply or I didn't have to believe so so like so strongly that they knew better or that they were right and I would end up alone or whatever it is you know yeah nothing compares to that pain of knowing that you're the one that's holding yourself back so if nothing else when you listen to this let that let that fly free whatever it is let that piece out whatever it is that's dying to get expressed spoken communicated in some way shared in some way it's vulnerable yeah there 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 is a cost obviously the vulnerability but you grow so much through that yeah and it's so true I mean like we all have that thing that we did in like eighth grade that like we'll all of a sudden remember and we'll feel so much shame about as we're trying to go to bed at night, but we do get up the next day and we can withstand and we do move on. But yeah, when we allow our own like selves to be that barrier, like it's, Mm -hmm. it's really easy to forgive other people. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not always as easy to forgive ourselves. And that's because we are so critical of ourselves. But I think Mm -hmm. that also comes from because we know our own potential better than anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen the evidence. You've lived the evidence firsthand. If it didn't kill you, you're still here. So you know, you know, you know, what's going to, you know, the truth is that you're going to get through it or that you're going to be okay. Or that it's never going to be the thing that's going to, you know, derail you completely because you're still here. You're in this moment now. So I, I, I think, that is one of the biggest lessons I've experienced, like on every level, even in the last couple of years is like the most painful consequence is that is just believing that you're incapable of moving forward or making it through or sticking the landing. If you decide to jump, mm. being that person, being the one who's not cheerleading you, even if a lot of people are contributing to that knowing that you didn't do it, it there, there's something. And like, if we're talking about confidence from a place of trust and understanding that it's built trust over time, that is such a betrayal of self. And yes. it takes some doing to forgive that and to move forward from that. Oh man. Absolutely. Damn. Like, just feel like <laughs> we could just like drop the mic right there. Seriously. Cause it, it's so true. And I think that's, you know, when, when I talk about like purpose in the chart, anyways, we look at a, a few different placements. Like you said, it's the entire chart that we look at, but one yeah. placement in a chart that we would prioritize in an astrology reading would be the North node. And I always tell people like, this is the thing that you're not going to achieve tomorrow. You're not going to mm-hmm. achieve the North nodes invitation in a year, in four years. Cause it's similar to purpose, right? Like yeah. this is something that at the end of your life, as you're on like, you know, the deathbed, this is when you finally have that moment of, did I do it? Did mm. you look back everything? Yes. Feel that. And when you're in those positions, like I actually just, um, I had a family member who is, was at their end of life and I was there watching them kind of like go through that transition. And mm. sometimes you're surrounded by your friends and family, you know, they're usually like the younger generation, but a lot of the people who knew every version of you, they're not in the room with you. So Mm. if you cannot be good with yourself, 
because you know my it was my father-in-law and he, he probably wouldn't care what like my six-year-old like thought did he did he do his purpose I didn't yeah. do that well so my yeah. opinion on whether or not he lived a good life didn't matter his mom and dad have passed on so their opinions don't matter so it was really like can you sit with yourself at the end of your life and feel like you didn't betray yourself mm. I mean that's <sighs> what it is right and what's hard that's is that so many people like that feels like so far away but like that's, that's what it is. Like, we're not, we're not trying to achieve our purpose tomorrow. We're not trying to be perfect in a month, but what we're trying to do is to create a life, which Mm -hmm. is ultimately just a series of decisions that we made trying to honor who we are, trying to find happiness, right. And trying to grow in the ways that feel good and not grow in the ways that don't feel organic. You know what I mean? That's all that we're trying to do. Because that, honestly, what I realized too is even though, so I have a, a coaching container that's open right now called Bliss. And yes, there is a theme of happiness and joy, but it's the joy of being yourself and mm-hmm. being able to handle the ripple effect of that for good or, or, for, or for ill, whatever it is, whatever comes up and treating all of it as like just one more thing that's happening and yes. kind of normalizing that. But I think I was watching... Um, in, I was on Instagram earlier today and this this reel came up and she was talking about how I don't pursue happiness anymore. I pursue fulfillment. Yes. And I think that's like such a missing piece for a lot of people is, and, and what you're talking about at the end of the day is fulfillment. I think this is why people look for the purpose. They're like, mm-hmm. I will feel complete or whole or fulfilled. Like, ah, yes. But it's all fulfillment is, is deciding the meaning of your decisions. That's, you know, and being grounded in that, letting that land, contemplating that for as long as you need to, before you decide what that meaning looks like, but that ties into purpose and even developing purpose projects as I was calling them. That's what it comes down to is deciding what it all means, deciding that if I'm going to go to my nine to five, if I'm going to keep this job, if I'm going to stay in this corporate world, I'm going to decide what it means. It's not Mm. going to decide for me. And then I look back and I'm disappointed. You never communicated to yourself, to universe, whatever you believe in, what it is that it stands for, what it represents. And that's what makes you feel like you're out of control or you're just like this mindless drone feeding Mm -hmm. into something. You don't have to be. You don't have to be, and it doesn't require you to have to like quit if you don't want to quit or whatever. It's not that it's just deciding what you want it to be. And for me, like I knew exactly why I was working the places that I was working or in the positions that I was in or moving along the entrepreneurial path that I was on. I figured it out, whether it was in the moment or in hindsight, I decided this is what it meant. And then this is what I'm taking away from it. And then I'm going to keep looking for those treasures along the way. Ah, I got it from there. And so that time was worthwhile for me. You know, it was worthy of me Um, instead of looking at it the other way around where it's like the days are just passing you by and things are just happening to you. I need you to make a (laughs) t-shirt that (laughs) (laughs) is just the question of like, is this worthy of me? Yes. Not the opposite. Yes. Is Holy this worthy hell. of me? And you decide that. You decide yeah. that whether it's now or five minutes from now or, or when you're talking to somebody. That's something that happens to me a lot too is I'm having a conversation with a friend or something or whatever. And through like that co-creative process of talking, discussing or whatever, the meaning becomes clear or I decide, oh, this is what, this is what this meant. This is what this time was for me. or This is how I've grown. And that acknowledgement is not only acceptance for yourself, but that's what builds confidence. That's what yes. builds. That's what allows you to be more authentic, even more authentic and even more authentic every single time in the next opportunity and the next opportunity. So it's kind of like, you know, if I had talked to you about this, like even a year ago, mm-hmm. I think I would have been in a different place and probably more buoyant and more erratic and like, ah, you know, just like, talking about all of these things at once and really excited but here I am talking to you now in the present and I'm in this level place and it's grounded in this you know like 
I don't have much anxiety when I get on something like this because it's about what I make it mean. And I decided that this was going to be fun and full of value and it's going to go where it's going to go and I'm going to make a new friend or a new connection. Yeah. And that's what's happening. It's evolving on its own and I'm not working so hard or putting so much effort to try to, or, or being worried about how I'm perceived or what's going to happen or all of these things that I can't control. It's just, we're here, we're present. Yes. It reminds me. Oh, sorry. I was just thinking, it reminded me. I, I also asked a guest to like share a quote that inspires you. And I don't always share it. It just kind of depends. But yeah. one of the ones that you did share, do you mind if I read it? Yeah, go for it. I love those quotes. Yeah. One of the ones that you shared um, that I just feel like is really like, like sentient right now in the conversation is make the decision mean something. Commit to creating a good outcome by Christina C. Mm-hmm. Jones. Yes. She's a yeah. romance novelist. And that comes from a character at one point, And she's talking about how like, if we're going to stay home and chill and take out a bottle of wine and we're yeah. not going to go out and be crazy, fine. But we're going to enjoy what's happening right now. We're not going to look or compare or whatever or regret it later. Like, oh, we decided to stay home and just be in pajamas and drink wine and whatever. No, we're going to have the best time on the planet. We'll throw on a movie. It's going to be this incredible memory. Yeah. And the reverse too if I decided I want to go out and have fun then I'm going to have the most fun possible yes I decide I make the this time or this moment or this decision mean what it's going to mean and that's fulfillment and so it's not it becomes something deeper than just like am I happy or sad which is temporary but the more fulfilling moments you have I think the more you feel like your life has really blossomed Mm. you know you have really blossomed into your life and things are becoming more um I keep coming back to the word grounded grounded leveled you know meaning something solid beautiful you know yes oh amazing Amara I'm like I'm so grateful like I again like we're recording this is after like I've had a long day at work I've had like a I came from like a, a weird busy weekend and stuff like that but I do I feel so like renewed and excited and I also feel like this sense mm-hmm. of calm but also I'm I'm still buzzing over the two long food connection again yes. I'm never gonna move on from that it's um, low-key in the back of my mind also <laughs> constantly uh, never gonna forget it but I just I want to say like again thank you so much for being willing to come on for sharing your perspective um I'm sure that people are gonna be listening and being like that's what I want I need more of this, please. So I know we've, we've talked about your podcast, but tell me some more, like what are ways that my listeners can get, and by the way, everyone, I'm going to share your socials or socials in the show notes, but yeah. what are ways that they can get connected with you? You mentioned bliss. Can you speak a little bit more about that? Like what are some resources that you have for people? Sure. So I'm doing a few different things. I'm mainly on Instagram right now. I, I went through this period of wanting to dip out of social media for a while. And then I realized back to what we've been talking about, I make it mean what I make it mean. And if I think it's a place where there's a lot of pressure and, you know, super salesy or gross or whatever, all of these associations I had, that's exactly the experience I'm going to have. So then I reverse that and I'm just being me and offering the things that feel right. And so right now, mainly on Instagram at Amara Undefined, my website's amaraluciano.com. I write essays on there occasionally, or I have newsletters that go out Mm -hmm. with really heartfelt, I think, um, you know, touching, inspiring, wise stories and moments, things that I think matter and add to the love in the world. And then as far as what I'm offering currently, and then obviously we have the podcast, Honestly Limitless. But as far as what I'm offering, I have Bliss open right now, which is seven weeks. And it's a one-on-one container, which is my favorite, favorite kind of coaching. I think it's just back to basics, true one-on-one heartfelt, in the moment with someone forming a genuine connection and watching them grow and in the truest sense of what coaching actually is, which is drawing it out of you. I'm not solving the problems for you or manufacturing a plan that's going to get you Mm. from point A to point B. You are the one with the answers and we're just pulling that forward and making sure that sticks and that lands. But the idea behind bliss is that you are focusing on what's going to make you unfuckwithably happy like what is going to make you over the moon happy and this the, the truth of it is is it's going to be you being yourself as much as possible but it's going to come up in all of these little situations and problems and things that are making you want to ghost or burn down your life or run away or get upset or whatever it is but actually what you're demanding or, or asking of yourself is how can I be more me right now 
And that's what we're going to answer together inside of this space for seven weeks. And I'm really excited about it. Um, if you're interested or if you have inquiries, you can find a whole bunch of information on my Instagram page, but you can also DM me bliss and we can get talking about it. If you want to know more. Incredible. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like incredible. Like everything that you just said, again, I, I should start like publishing like the videos of these recordings because I'm just over, I'm trying not to clap and like hit my yeah. microphone. <laughs> But I'm like raising the roof like over it. here, like get it, get it. <laughs> yes, I support. I would love to see do. video versions of this too. That's why I was like, let me make sure I have the good background. Maybe I she'll know. Post <laughs> okay, 2024. We'll see what yeah. we can make it happen. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, again, everyone, I'm gonna be listing my favorite podcast episodes from Honestly Limitless. We're gonna get Amira's socials and website. Um, we're gonna make sure that you have all of it in the show notes. So if you're not already, you know, subscribe to the podcast, turn on notifications. Um, I'm so honored all the time. Like sometimes I feel like this podcast is just so I can meet brilliant and fascinating people. And I feel like we did that today. So thank you so much for being on here. Yeah. I mean, and it was one of those things where the invitation just like staying inside of me. I was like, this is exactly the right place to go to talk about my work, but also to connect with someone who has similar values or just yeah. is interested in similar things or just wants the best I think for humans you know and I like I really felt that throughout this whole conversation of just we really want to see people be more themselves and have what they want and be who they want however that gets expressed but I think that's the truth of it is we just want you to feel like it's okay to be you and I love mm -hmm. that and I love being able to talk to someone who feels that and sees that and wants that so I'm really yes. honored I'm really grateful awesome yes thank you so much and we'll probably talk again soon oh yeah definitely dm me anytime sure. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in to this episode of the corporate coven a podcast for witches at work keep the magic alive by joining our newsletter at www.thatwitchfromwork.com there you can find extra resources and book a career astrology reading with me if you love today's episode, you can support our work by subscribing, turning on notifications, and even making monthly donations. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye, witches.